So you're listening to the DoD 45 podcast. I'm Ty of Art by Ty, and I'm a professional artist, and I'm fortunate to have collectors all over the world. Uh, when the pandemic hit in 2020, galleries closed, and so did most of my connections with my collectors. So I came up with this one-of-a-kind podcast series, Drawing Over Discussions, 45 Minutes with a Special Guest, where I have a discussion with a guest, usually someone who's had an inspirational impact on myself or on my career. So during the discussion, I draw a picture for my guest, similar to a time when I used to doodle while I was talking on the phone. Uh, at the start of each episode, I start a 45-minute timer, and we just see where the discussion goes and how the drawing turns out. So join us while I do some drawing and engage in discussions filled with random Sophie's Choice questions and anything else that may be of interest for that day. Enough of my intro, let's just get to the show. What is good? Welcome, folks, to another episode of DOD 45. I am Ty of Art by Ty, and our guest today is pro skateboarder Greg Lutzka. Yeah! We have a nice and chill conversation with things like his new venture and upcoming podcast called Dropping In, his journey becoming a pro skateboarder and moving from Wisconsin to California at the age of 17. We talk about how his only official job was as a paper boy when he was a young kid. We discuss dropping out of high school, unspoken rules, hypnosis, the Olympics, passive income, and I ask his opinion on the old George Watanabe Z-Roller trucks. Greg Lutzka is the kind of skater you love to see out at the parks and in the streets, possibly even a role model. He's a hard worker, a consummate professional, and an absolute shredder. I don't need to explain much more than that because we got him right here. So let's have him tell you about it. Greg, let's go. Welcome to DOD 45. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. So check it out. I got my own podcast studio here as well. This is kind of my little backdrop here. Oh, awesome. I didn't even know. I didn't really realize that. We just started it. We started, oh. I just built this out not too long ago. So look at all the cameras, the lighting. <laughs> That's awesome. You mean it's brand new. Have you recorded an episode yet? Uh, no. You already have a logo and everything. We got an intro. We did like a test pilot. You know what I'm saying? Like a test one. Yeah. We haven't actually shot an actual episode. You know yeah. what I mean? So how does my backdrop look? I think it looks good. Looks good. It looks very professional. Are we good? It looks like we're on we're on the we're on the dropping in podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that all right that that's there? Absolutely. 
I'm an old, I'm, I'm, I come from an old school skateboarding uh, background. So I'm, I'm a little bit older than you are. And I just wasn't good enough to continue on. <laughs> so my only skateboarder that I've had on the show was Ron Allen. And, and I was like, dude, that was really awesome for me. Cause that was, I was a huge H street fan. Absolutely. So I don't, I haven't been able to keep up with like a lot of the newer skateboarders, but I did a, a, a show with a good friend of mine who owns Rockwell uh, Time, a good friend, Johnny. Cool. And at some point your name like showed up on, as a Rockwell. I don't know if they were sponsoring you or if you were. Yeah, I worked or, with Rockwell for quite a while. They, yeah. uh, they, we did a sponsorship together and then we also did like a signature watch. That's awesome. Uh, that was pretty cool. I think it was like limited edition watch and it did really well. And, uh, it's really cool to, to work with them. I mean, I feel like over all the years working with these different sponsors, just I've, I've been very blessed, you know? Yeah. Before we uh, start the timer, how are you? How are things going for you? Man, things are going good, dude. Just been busy with skating and and I got in the motorcycle industry a bit. So I started riding bikes and and creating products in that industry. And yeah, things are going going really well, man. How are you feeling about the um, skateboarding being in the, in the Olympics? I think it's cool. I think yeah. it's think man it was crazy watching it i wish it was 10 years ago when like i was in my prime because i would have loved to be in it but are you not in olympic shape man i you know they only took a couple americans a couple C- canadians from you know different you know a couple brazilians so like you really got to be top top to, yeah. to, to take like niger got in there um and it looked like a crazy contest i mean he even got eight i think he's like one of the best out there right now too do you know either of those olympic gold winners the nashia or horagomi not personally, no. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, Uto, I mean, actually, Utah, I do know, but you know, I don't. I haven't skated with him in a while, but I've skated contests with him for sure. Yeah. You live in California, right? Correct. Yeah. So you're in a, a pretty hard hit state with the pandemic. Were you able to take advantage of the shutdowns by like skating spots that uh, where um, security might not have been at during the shutdown? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that was the only good part about it. Yeah. <laughs> was able to be able to go skate spots that, you know, no one's there, you know? So that was, that was kind of nice, I guess, but yeah, just very unfortunate thing with the whole pandemic sure. and coronavirus and we'll see what happens. Is that a, is that a major issue for, for you guys in there in California? Like will security kick you guys out everywhere? Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, for the most part. Yeah. Like, they're just, you know, they don't want you on their, people don't want you on their property, you know, yeah. and I get it, you know, but you know, that's where some of the good spots are in schoolyards right. and at, at businesses and <laughs> all that stuff. So you just got to kind of like be quick and run it and, and know what you want to do and, and hopefully land it within those, the amount of tries you get while you're there. And hopefully you get it when you're there, because if you go back, it could be gone or knobbed or skate stopped or you know they do all kinds of different things like that so all right we'll get this timer going i did want to ask you how is the dry summer going is that something you're still you're still doing yeah man you know what you know as you get older i think your body just takes a little bit more of a toll so i always just take breaks on anything you know i think even skateboarding too much i take a break on at times because i'm like i don't think you can do it too much but just for me to go like i don't know go dirt biking or ride my harley or go snowboarding uh, it just gets you reamped to, to, to get back into skating. But yeah, with, with, with drinking, man, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like, it's fun to go out with your friends and have a good time. Uh, I'm 36 now. I think as I get older, I just pick and choose my battles because, you know, when you go out and you wake up that next morning and you just feel like crap, it, it's, it's never fun. So, and I feel like it just gets harder and harder as you get older. Um, when I was younger, I was able to, 
you know, go out drinking with the boys and have a good time and, and wake up the next day and win the skate contest. Like go out yeah. all night the night before do tour money Maloof cup, any of those big events and literally win, you know? And now it's like, now it's like a two day recovery where it's like, dude, the next day is just tough. You know, I'm, I'm going in my sauna and just like sweating out everything from the night before. And I don't even drink hard booze, you know, like I just drink light beer and it still takes a toll. So like, you know, so I'll take a little break. So I took like a, it was like a, I don't know, two month break. Maybe it was something like that. I wasn't counting days or this or that. Sure. You know, sure. However my body felt. And now I kind of just try to have drinks when there's something going on that's worthwhile. Yeah. Like the Bucks game, for instance, right? The Bucks were in the, in the finals and. Oh yeah. You're from Wisconsin, right? Yeah. I'm from yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. So that was a good like night to go out and have drinks and celebrate and, and watch the game. During the Olympics, I, I had to have some beers and we had a barbecue and had a bunch of people over and that was that was a fun day too. But it, it, it's just, I think as I get older, I just don't want to party every single weekend Yeah, um, because I just don't want to feel like shit. And then when I'm not partying or not drinking, like it really inspires me to put like good things in my body. So I just see myself better taking care of myself. You know what I mean? And then I feel better. I got a lot more energy, um, skating way, way harder. You know what I mean? Motivation's like pure and it just goes way up here when you're not, um, partying. So I think, I think it's very important to understand, which is hard for an athlete is, is balance in life. And I have like no balance, you know? So it's kind of like, if I do something, I go all in, you know what I mean? So if we're going to drink, let's party all night. You know what I mean? Like, like I won't go to dinner and just have like two beers. Cause I just rather have like a, a, a Sprite or a Coca-Cola that tastes good, you know, like, yeah. So it's one of those things I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of person. So I just pick and choose what I want to do in my life. And, and those things that I choose, I, I go all in. I think that's why I made it so far in skateboarding um, to, to being a career of mine. Cause I just went all in and no holding back. Uh, that was, that was one of the biggest things, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, it's obvious that you like to go all in. I'm 44. So yeah, right around your age, I, it's, I think about 35 was when you, when I started feeling like it really took two days to recover from a night of yeah. drinking. <laughs> yeah. You got to pick and choose, you know, when you're younger, it's like your body bounces back. And, you know, you don't want to be that old guy with the big puffy red cheeks that's just been <laughs> drinking his whole life. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, you get to a point in your life, like, you just got to choose, like, all right, maybe I take a break for a little bit. And, and uh, that's always good, man. I usually like to take a break just to make sure that I still can. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah. When I thought about asking you, I thought, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, sometimes when you do put that out there, then it's kind of a bummer because people are like, hey, how's that going? And you're like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I made it yeah, a day. No, it, was, it was never like a, a problem where I had to go right. to rehab or anything like that. It definitely wasn't that. Like it was just more, um, man, I just did it because I just wanted to feel good every yeah. day. You know, it's tough at times because it is a very social thing. And then on the weekends, you know, everyone's going out and having drinks. But then, you know, for me, like on the weekends, those are the times to go skating and, mm -hmm. and, and actually be filming. So that's kind of my social life is more, I mean, I guess you go out and party and stuff, but like it's skateboarding and going snowboarding with my friends or going to ride motorcycles with my friends. Sometimes people don't have those hobbies and their social life is going out and having drinks with their yeah. friends on the weekend. And, and they're not, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? So um, it's just for me, like I'm in that athletic kind of world where it's very important that I feel good, you know, like my body feels good. And, and I guess as you get older, you do everything in your power to make sure you feel good every day. Right. And even, yeah, even you can do all that. You can take your vitamins, you can work out, you can do not drink and you still don't feel hundred percent. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, 
it's just tough, you know? That's the getting older. It's always a bummer. Everybody says it, no matter how athletic you are, you still, you, you do get older and gravity takes yeah. its toll. And I feel too, like when I jump downstairs, like my, uh, just my recovery time on being sore. It, like I'm taking BCCAs or whatever they're called. Like yeah. it helps like basically flush out the soreness in your body. Um, and it helps, but I still, I'm still sore the next day. You know, what, I, I try what to is it? It's a vitamin that you're taking. Well, yeah, yeah B, I think it's called BCAAs, you know, and it, it helps. So like, you know, you don't get as sore or oh. it flushes out those like toxins within your joints or whatever uh, that, that helps so you don't get as sore. Uh, you know, it works, I guess a little bit, but I still get sore. It's like, yeah. you could take a, a million different supplements and just at a certain age, like it, it's tough to, to, to come back, you know? Yeah. Let me throw this, um, Sophie's choice question at Yeah, Riding a motorcycle or riding a skateboard? I love both. Whether I'm on four wheels or two wheels, uh, I love both. I really do. I have a lot of passion for riding bikes. Um, not just Harleys too. Like I ride dirt bikes, uh, I ride mountain bikes. I love riding my mountain bike and and just charging down hills. I, I just like I'm, I feel like I'm an adrenaline junkie a little bit. So just I like snowboarding, all that kind of stuff. So like I'm very not just a skateboarder. I think people see me as that, but there's so many other hobbies I have that I that I do on a daily that I really enjoy. You know. Yeah. What about Harley Davidson or Harley Quinn? <laughs> <laughs> Harley Quinn. Uh, you know, Harley Davidson. <laughs> what about uh, what about a Harley Davidson or Indian? Oh no, Harley Davidson all day. Yeah, you're a Harley guy all the way. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh one more, Nigel Houston or Whitney Houston? Nigel Houston. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great skateboarder. Like I really, every time I I turn just on the Instagram, like he just posts crazy stuff just on his Instagram. Not even his video parts are mind blowing, but just his Instagram account, like he's doing crazy tricks just throwing them up there like like it's nothing you know like he's definitely one of the best skaters uh on the planet right now and it's a bummer that you know the performance of uh of the olympics i know he wanted to do better but it's tough i know i know for myself like being a pro skateboard over the years um there's a lot of pressure you know yeah. and sometimes that pressure it's hard to you're only human you know so you can't always be on point and um he went for it though. That cab flip back lip that he was going for to the gap rail. I mean, if he would have got that, that would have been huge, but you know, he was all or nothing, you know, he wasn't holding back and you know, you can't land your tricks a hundred percent of the time, you know? So, uh, but he, everyone knows he's a great skateboarder and, you know, congratulations to Utah. Um, it looked like Japan really took over the Olympics, uh, yeah. in the men's and the women's, uh, and us, I think Jagger got on there for the street. So we brought, we brought home a, a medal, which was cool. So that was, that was nice to see. Do you think it, it possibly hurts a little more when you don't get the Olympic one, just because like with other competitions, you, you know, you can come back next year, but with yeah. the Olympic one, because of the four year break, you, you, I mean, when you miss it, you might've, you might age out to be able to get there again. Do you think that one hurts a little more? Uh, I mean, the Olympics are huge, you know, yeah. definitely, they definitely, you want to, that's the one to win, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so are, so is the street league, you know, he won a lot of the street leagues, X games, he won X games. They're all huge. This is just, the Olympics are so new. And, uh, this is definitely one that, that is, uh, is, is pretty badass to win, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. And I just, I always just feel bad for like the athletes that are sort of in there a little older when they miss it. And then, then they start realizing like, shit, I might be a little too old to be able to compete. 
in the the next one. But yeah, I yeah. guess that's part of the that's part of being in competitive sports. You can't do it forever, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, you can skate forever, but I don't think you can be, you know, winning first place for like your whole life. I mean, yeah. I've won a lot of contests all the way from like two thousand. I think three all the way to like 2018, you know? And, and I think my last event, I got second, it was in Canada and I didn't even do Tampa pro last year, but um, you know, I think my mindset's just more on filming and, and video parts and, and that kind of thing. It's not, I'm not as competitive as I was when I was younger, but I still have the drive and the love for skateboarding. Like always, um, you know, it just comes to a point where you gotta, you gotta, sit back and, and enjoy the new upcoming talent, especially in the competitive world of skateboarding. And, uh, and it's really cool to see. I mean, that's, that's what skateboarding is about, right? It's about progression and it's really cool to see where it's, where it's going. And now in the Olympics, it, it's a, it's a huge deal. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about uh, things that you kind of lose as you get older. I think, I mean, I don't know what was the case for me, but you like your competitive edge starts to go away as you get a little older. Yeah, I think I think I think so. Oh, that rhino's looking cool, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think as you get older, the competitive edge does go away a little bit. You know, it, it, I, and me for me, I've always been super competitive. So um, for me, not not really competing in the last two years, you know, it's tough. But but at the same point, I enjoy it and I enjoy watching it. Um, so I, I have to understand that like I can't compete forever, and I'm a fan of skateboarding. Yeah. And I started it because I love it, um, not to compete and win all these events. That was a blessing. I was able to do that. But um, I'm a fan of skateboarding. I do it because I love it. That's it. Not not because I made a living doing it or did it to make a living. I did it more just because uh, this is like I wanted to do something different growing up as a kid. You know, like I, I grew up playing ice hockey as a kid and and skateboarding took over because there were kids in middle school that skateboarded. And I said, I don't want to play ice hockey anymore. I just want to skateboard. And then from there, it turned into being um, something that I wanted to make a living. And then I just broke down the steps of, okay, cool. Like, I want to start skating contests. I want to start filming a video part. I'm going to go to Tampa Am. And then I just met the right people at the right timing, I think, that really changed the game of, of helping me out to, to make this dream a reality, you know? Mm-hmm. When did you first get your spot? What, what was your first sponsorship and when, how old were you when you got it? Yeah, my, okay. So my first sponsorship was phase two skate shop. Paul Zitzer is a pro skateboarder and his brother, Mark Zitzer owns a skate shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and uh, beer city skateboards, beer city skateboards is a local skateboard company that um, I sent to sponsor me a video to. I think I was, I was 14 years old and uh, they were in the hometown and they met up with me and I got some free boards and, we went skating and they were just, they believed in me from the beginning. Uh, and I rode for them for a couple of years. And then from there I went to Tampa, uh, Tampa am and I met Al Partnin and Al was working with a company that he was a partner with called the Lenium skateboards. And that's really where things changed because Al brought me on tour. I ended up signing with the Lenium and, and going out to California. That was my dream too. Like I wanted to go to California. It was a California based company. He was giving me the opportunity to, um, you know, come out and visit and hang out and skate. And he introduced me to the right people like Ch Joe Krolik from 401 got me in 401 and Dave Swift from Transworld got me into uh, Transworld magazines. And that's where everything really changed. And, and being on Elenium, I met uh, Mike Peterson who got me on Globe Shoes. And then from Globe Shoes, I met Rodney Mullen who got me on Almost and Rodney changed my life too. You know, like when, once that video came out, everything really changed. 
Uh, I moved to California when I was 17, dropped out of high school, lived in a one bedroom apartment with like two of my other buddies. Like Pat was mattress was here. Bunch was over here in the corner. Mine was over here. And it was, it was one of those things that we only each paid, I think like 350 bucks a month, 300 bucks. Maybe it was a month or something like that at the time. And we just made it work. And, and, and you guys were having a great time at that time, probably. Right. Oh, those are some of the best times of my life. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you know, you'd meet some chick at the beach or whatever you bring her by and like you pull your mattress into the living room each other <laughs> or whatever. Like, it was just, yeah, it was one of those. It was some of the best times of my life. Um, and then they ended up moving back, back to Wisconsin. And then, um, you know, I, I guess like six, eight months later, I ended up moving and kind of doing my own thing. And I, I did get homesick though for a little bit. Cause I, I went, moved to California with like my buddies and then all of a sudden they were gone. And I, you I were there of, alone. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And then I met people along my way, like right. that I that skated and lived in Southern California. But at first, yeah, like it was a little, like, it was just new to me you know like I, I think when i moved out here it was more like we're on vacation a long vacation mm-hmm. you know like months <laughs> of filming and partying and having a good time and then when they were gone it was like reality set in like no you actually live here now <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> i got a little homesick and then my filmer at the time uh hoops shout out hoops he's like dude you move back home man your skate career is gonna be over man like right. you gotta live out here this is where the industry is this is where filming is this is like and and he was right I think once you live out here in Southern California, um, you just get used to the weather and all the opportunities yeah. and the beach and just like, it's just such a, uh, it's an expensive place to live, but, but it's a beautiful place to live. And there's a lot of opportunity here in the Midwest. It is a, a, a more affordable place, but yeah. you're not going to have the type of lifestyle. Uh, the weather is, you know, snowing half the year or rainy mm. or mosquito season or like, you know, and, 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 it's just not the same kind of opportunity, you know. Um, when, I love when, the Midwest, though. I'm glad I, I I'm glad I grew up there, you know. Yeah. When, when you're going snowboarding, uh, where do you do you ride in California, or will you leave for a little while and go do some uh, like a long term stay somewhere to go snowboarding? I do. Yeah, yeah. No, I go to Colorado. Yeah. Um, I go to Park City, uh, Mammoth. I love Mammoth. Mammoth's amazing. And then just local here, Big Bear. Big Bear's fun. Yeah. Uh, Summit Mountain, really, really good. Only an hour and a half away from my house. Um, but I enjoy going snowboard trips and being gone. Tahoe, Tahoe is, oh my gosh. Yeah. I went there for like 10 days straight. That place is unbelievable. Um, I like the winter months, you know, I don't like the super hot weather and being sticky and right. I, I like skating in the winter months where it's cooler. And maybe because where I grew up in the Midwest, it's always kind of, um, not, I guess in the summer it gets so hot, but for the most part, it's like colder weather, you know? Do you know where the term goofy footed and regular footed came from? Good question. I keep uh, asking everybody and no one seems to really know. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, I skate goofy, but I don't know where the term actually came from. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. Good question. So uh, what, what trick have you been trying to do forever or what, was there a trick that you, you know, you just weren't able to, to uh, totally nail? Um, you know, the trick that I've been wanting to like, like have consistently that I just don't have consistent is that 270 front side 270 flip nose blunt. And there it is, the uh, 270 nose blunt on the big rail. Uh, I won a best trick contest in the money maloof cup i forget what year it was 2010 maybe i forget what year it was but um it was on a bump to bar and uh i 
been trying to get that trick ever since. I've only done it once in my whole life, and I, I just, I've done it to board, like frontside 270 flip from board down a handrail, like for the barracks, like one of my bangs at the barracks or whatever. But yeah, I've, I've never conquered that trick where I got it like ever again. I've only done it once. I've never done it again. <laughs> I don't know. Is this, but is it something that you're still actively trying to tie into? Yeah. 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 There's, yeah. yeah when I see the right spot, I try it. Yeah. And I've been trying it for years. I just, I guess that was the time to do it. I actually have it. I should show you um, <laughs> right here on, on my wall. They, they, the Malus did like a framing of the photo. Uh, how about this one? Fries or tots? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'd say I, waffle fries. Oh God. Yeah. I the in between. <laughs> <laughs> you got the best of both worlds. <laughs> what was your, what was your very first skateboard? Uh, it was, channel one skateboard on the bottom it said crap happens and they had uh independent trucks and i want to say spitfire wheels but i think they're tree fort wheels back then how about uh independent trucks or thunder trucks all day indie yeah of course you don't you ride for indie right <laughs> well even if i didn't ride for indie i mean i don't even consider myself riding for indie like i order a box from them maybe once a year because i just ride my trucks till they fall off like I don't, I don't, I don't really wear, ride new trucks all the time, to be honest. I know it's kind of a, it's, it's an awesome business model to make trucks that are just awesome, but it's not a great business model because no one really needs to buy new ones because of the ones that they have are so great. Yeah. And once you break them in and you get like your grind, like your groove marks, like you don't even want to put new trucks on. Did you ever try those uh, Z rollers that George Watanabe came out with? Uh, but I, I've, I've seen Z roller. In my opinion, they're kind of cheesy, but you know, I'm the kind of person like I don't even like core you know how they put the plastic core thing in their wheels like i like all pure urethane i like nothing weird in the in the wood you know of the board yeah more indie trucks pretty much black grip tape maybe sometimes there'll be a thrasher graphic on it or something but even that like i pretty much like just plain black grip tape uh, i guess recently i've been riding more thrasher grip but for the most part i'm pretty simple like i don't like any of the crazy technology gimmicky shit <laughs> well there's a lot of that trying to still go on i guess they're trying to advance it somehow or but but like just stick with what works and you know yeah exactly in in the picture that you're all in over this harley davidson is that your bike yeah that's my bike okay cool uh, that's what i'm this is the this is a half rhino half harley davidson <laughs> that is a really cool <laughs> that is cool where you're going with this the rhino with the with the bassani pipe on it like the saddleman seat it's basically the whole top part is my bike. That is so badass. How about this one? Thrasher tangible mag or Thrasher social media pages? Uh, man, I'm I'm all about the mag. Yeah. I'm old school though, man. I like I like the DVDs. I like the VHS tapes. I like the mag. Um the digital world, I guess it's just you can't fight it. We're going into right. it. But I, I like the actual having the magazine in your hands, like right here yeah you yep. know what i'm saying like <laughs> oh you know I, it's, I think it's just awesome that thrasher magazine is they still print a magazine like, i think they're the only ones i think trans world is 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 no longer printing uh skateboard mags done skateboard i got a cover on the wall right there with skate my skateboarder cover june 2004 think about it were you on were you ever on the cover of thrasher yeah 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 i had a thrasher cover awesome 
Um, I'm glad I was in the era of, of that because yeah, because that's a sad thing for some younger skaters. They'll never be able to, you know, be on the cover. I mean, because that was an awesome thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really was. And they even framed it and they put like the, the pla- little plaque thing on there. Your drawing right here is going to hang right next to the Oh, awesome. Cover. <laughs> I hope that I don't fuck it up from here. Um, <laughs> what was your worst injury sustained from, from skateboarding specifically? This one, the collarbone. See how it's all popping oh, out? Yeah. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. That one happened at Hollywood High. Maybe I was 18. Uh, it was the last trick I was supposed to film for my almost round three video part, which was the kickflip backflip down the Hollywood High 16. And shout out to Nigel Houston. He did it like 10 years later. Uh, but I went for it and I got broke off and that's what happened. <laughs> I probably backflipped that thing over and over though. Like, can you watch the footage? Is it, does it, or do you not like to see that? I think, uh, yeah, I think hoops had, yeah, I think he has the footage somewhere. We never released it, but right. we just didn't release it then. Cause well, yeah. number one, I didn't really want anyone to know I was going to do it because I didn't want someone else to go do it. Right. Um, so I was kind of like, ah, eh, that's not released that because I, I feel like I can go back and do it, you know? Not that someone would do that to you, but I mean, Nigel did. Too. He did it to me <laughs> ten years later. But <laughs> at, at that point, I was I was over it. Like I, I wasn't gonna try. Actually, at that point, I was gonna try to do two seventy lift down the rail. So I had already gotten over doing the the kickflip back lift. I was gonna do two seventy lift down that rail, and then Deshaun Jordan did that trick. So, oh, that that's I interesting. Like, Damn, I was like. Well, Nigel did the kickball back lift. Deshaun Jordan did the two second lift. I don't even got to go back there anymore. <laughs> so is that considered un- unethical? Like, you know, if you're work, if you're trying something specifically, like for some other skater to go try to those dudes probably didn't even know. No, I know, but I, but is that because I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. If you see Reynolds like doing frontside flip over the Hollywood High 16 rail and it's on the internet somewhere and he didn't land it, but you know he wanted to go do it. Obviously, yeah. you're trying it that you don't go there and. It's kind of a cooler move to not try to do that, right? Because everybody's basically trying to show shit. Or, or like even going to a spot and doing like a trick that's already been done, but you know, like Chris Cole did that. Like, and you know, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things you just try to steer away from. Yeah. I think nowadays, like, there's so many tricks going down that it's hard to probably keep up with what's been done, what hasn't been done. But back, back, you know, when we were filming some of those video parts, you knew what was done because there's only so many skate videos out there and you watched them all. Now there's so much content coming out. You don't even know who the hell did what because it's just like on everything. Assuming it's probably been done because there's so much that has been done. You know, yeah, it was done 14 times on TikTok already. <laughs> uh, Tony Alva or Tony Hawk? That's a good one. I mean, both. All right, I'll go Tony Hawk because Tony Hawk just changed the game and and he's just done a lot of monumental thing like the 900 the first person to a 900 you know came out the for his the video game was crazy i grew up playing the video game i love that game (laughs) i love that game too you know i was talking with a friend last night when you brought up nijah it was reminding me last night i was hanging out with a friend who's a professional bmx writer but um somehow nijah came up and he was like yeah man that dude's fucking doing crook on downstairs i wouldn't even walk down like (laughs) like double like crooked grind like a double kink rail and then nolly flip out you're like what the hell? <laughs> I've never even done a normal crooked grind. Now we flip out on the ledge, let alone down a double pink rail. <laughs> well, uh, what about K Swiss or Osiris? Oh shit! <laughs> uh, I would say I would say K Swiss because K Swiss gave me a lot of opportunity, and and uh, I know a lot of people probably hated on that decision, but that decision changed my life. And, you know, it enabled me to really do what I love for a living and make a good living doing it. 
And luckily back then I didn't blow my money on stupid shit, like a bunch of cars or whatever. I bought, I bought real estate. Um, I own 16 different homes now and I rent out all the homes and it enabled me to have uh, passive income coming in now for the rest of my life. So all the people that are like, Oh, he did this case with deal. Um, you know, we were, we were building a cool program too. Like we hired the right people. We, we brought in the designer from, from globe at the time that designed my globe shoe design a real skate shoe. So we were building like good shoes. Um, we were going to build a full skate team. Like we were talking to guys like Chaz Ortiz. Uh, so we were doing it. We were going to do it the right way. It's just, they ended up getting bought out. The company ended up getting bought uh, years later. And, and it's funny because the people that bought the company actually bought crew and Supra. Right. And they're like a core skate brand. What was people's beef with you doing? Like what, what was the problem? Well, you know how people just say shit they hate. Oh, it's so mainstream or whatever. That's like, what I mean. I, that's what I meant. Like were people yeah. kind of hating on that, on that decision? I think you can hate it no matter anything you do. People get hit on this drawing for something. They're going to figure something out to talk about it. You know what I mean? People love to hate. <laughs> that's just the life. I mean, I think that's just people that just ain't doing what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it definitely they're is. They're sitting behind the computers talking whatever they got to say. But, you know, case was really enabled me to uh, make a really good living in, in doing something I love, especially someone that dropped out of high school for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um, to make it millions of dollars. And I was smart enough to invest that money into buying property. Um, so I didn't blow the money on a bunch of dumb shit. <laughs> and now being a little bit older, I'm able to have all this different passive income coming in from different areas. Uh, I, I invested into a, a restaurant too called Sessions West Coast Deli. And we have, uh, we're open our third location now. Um, so it's really enabled me to make some money and uh, learn about investing and taxes and all this shit that they should be teaching kids in school. Yeah. How to better your life for when you're older, um, you're able to have passive income coming in and then you can manage that and, and still do the things you love like skateboarding and snowboarding and go ride your Harley and, uh, it's really not about the money. It's about the freedom. And mm -hmm. if you can ride for a company that they're going to pay you enough money and you can take that money and invest it into assets that are going to pay you for the rest of your life to be able to have freedom. And when you have kids one day, be able to pass that down to them so they can have freedom. That's a powerful thing. Absolutely. So people get, people could say whatever they want about, you know, some of these skaters riding for corporate brands or something that they, they don't believe in. Uh, I just would have to say, as being a skateboarder, do it for the right reasons. And we were doing it for the right reasons. We wanted to build a good skate team and build quality footwear for skateboarding. And that's why we hired some of the right people. But I would say being a skateboarder and advice to other young skateboarders is invest your money. Don't think it's going to be there forever and invest it if you have it and, and invest in your future and don't blow it on cars and Gucci shit and jewelry or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> um, real estate and yeah. you will thank yourself later on in life and 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 that will change uh your life for when you're older to not have to not have to um struggle as much I should say do you do any any kind of mentoring for younger skaters or I mean are you are, are you open when people kind of want to you know when they come to you with a question or something yeah yeah I mean if you have even for sponsorship, like I've had, I've had friends of mine that hit me up. Hey dude, like, can you put a, put together a contact for this brand? You know, oh, that's and, cool. yeah, 100% I do. Yeah. I've actually had people like ask me, you'd be a good manager. Like, cause, um, 
you know, you've been in the industry, you understand it, you have a lot of connections, you've written for everything from like the super core market, small brands to massive brands like K-Swiss and, and Harley and Rockstar Energy and Oakley and Toyota and the list goes on. Yeah. Purple, <laughs> uh, all these crazy different brands, you know? Um, so like I have a lot of experience in it. And then, you know, I also have a lot of experience in, um, just creating businesses outside of skateboarding. Like I have rental properties and Airbnb properties and uh, online motorcycle shop uh, and just different investments. You know, not everything's a hit. Some, some do really well. Some you lose money on some, you know, you just, like I was, I created my own clothing brand called good living. And I spent, I don't know how much on that thing, like 50 grand, which is a lot of money to be in clothing. Uh, you know, we got it to the point and then I was like, I'm going to be done dumping money into this thing because I knew that it was going to be tough and it was a competitive market and we had to constantly get new graphics, uh, for, and, and hire designers and marketing. And, and then I ended up licensing it, you know, and I licensed it to uh, grassroots California and they, they took it and then, uh, they did a great job with it and they got it in all these different cool shops. And then we made a royalty off of it and it took the stress off me yeah. having to hire designers. They had them in house, you know, so I learned about licensing and that, that was a really cool, do you thing. like that that um uh that industry the um like clothing industry and all that? I mean, it's a hard industry, but no, I mean, I it, I think when you're younger, everyone says oh, I want to get a clothing brand. You know what I mean? That's just I don't know why, but everyone wants a clothing brand. Well, when you get in the clothing business, you understand how tough it is, and uh, everyone has a damn clothing brand. I know. <laughs> uh, you understand that you you got to think a little bit more outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> is there a movie that you can watch over and over and over? I'm, I'm terrible watching movies. <laughs> I really am. I don't watch movies because, well, I just never have been. Like if I watch TV, I watch, I'll be honest. Like I watch very shows like uh, Shark Tank, The Prophet, uh, mm -hmm. documentary movies, like things that really inspire me. Right. I'm really into investing. I'm really into business. I'm really into how to take my brand or myself or a product and, and take it to that next level. I have such a hard time just watching a random movie. Is that something that has been your, your whole life? You've never really yeah, been into movies? Person. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no. you were out skateboarding. Who's got time? To yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. I just don't have the, I guess I have a lot of, uh, I, I just can't just sit there and focus on a movie for an hour and a half. I feel like I could be doing so much more in my life at, 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 during that time. I'm like, I should be doing like emails. I could be setting up, go skating. I could go film. I could so much more I could do. But what about like skate movies? Like mid, like, did you, have you seen mid nineties? Oh yeah. Mid nineties. I watched. Yeah. I, it was hard for me even to watch that movie. It was all right. It was good. I mean, yeah, I watch skate videos more than skate movies. What's the best skate video? Uh, I like the flip. Sorry video. The torment you welcome to hell. All the girl chocolate videos. I like all those old school videos. Yeah. I love. Yeah. Right. I think I could. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. Like those video, those, those videos I can watch. Yeah. Those videos I can watch because I love skateboarding so much. I love, and it's got music to it. It's just a lot going on, man. It's just, and you can just see how much passion these, 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 these riders put into their parts and, you know, with movies, I, I can watch movies, but yeah. it, it isn't my favorite thing to do. I'll, sure. I'll be honest. How about this? Uh, Sophie's choice, Letitia or Alyssa? Letitia. <laughs> Tupac or Templeton? <laughs> oh shit, man! Both legendary. Uh, Ed Templeton, because that was one of my favorite brands growing up. Was Toy Machine? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any um, TV crushes when you were younger? Oh, Topanga. Oh, Topanga. <laughs> awesome. 
Topanga. <laughs> yeah, because I, I am a little older. There was a this girl Winnie on Wonder Years, but that was oh, Wonder Years. I remember yeah. that show. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, text or talk? Do you prefer to to text with people? Uh, or I rather talk. Yeah. I mean, I do text obviously because it's, it's, it's just looking at my phone. I got like ten missed text messages. People like to text. I don't know why. Will that drive you nuts if you have those like red notifications on your phone? Is that something that would drive you crazy or do you yeah. not even give a shit? Yeah, notifications. I got to clear them. It'll, it'll drive me mad. Yeah. Even my phone, like when the battery's starting to go low, I got a, a external battery pack that I'm like, I have on my phone at all times. So. Um, I'm putting in that from your, your what, what's his name? I always forget his name. Oh, they're right here. Actually here, check it out. I was going to show you that. Felix. Yeah, you guys did a, yeah, yeah, that one. That was a in in collaboration with uh, Felix. Did everybody on the team get their own Felix version? Everybody got a Felix the Cat board. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of licensing going on in skateboarding. I feel like you yeah. know. Yeah, I think that's awesome. It's crazy. It just seems like licensing is like huge in skateboarding now. Like all these graphics, like we'll have uh, all these. Uh, uh, the Harley Davidson collab was a was a licensing deal too. Um, we we'll see all these like cartoon characters like this on skateboards now. Like, how did they get the rights to that? Does that take away from the independent uh, artists, guys, artists, and things? I was just going to say, uh, you know, Darkstar is pretty cool because they did work with some like actual artists where they made boards with with artists as well. It's not all just licensing, but I just do notice a lot of the graphics. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Maybe because people can relate and be like, "Oh, I know Felix the Cat. That's cool." You know what I mean? And then they buy it because. Yep. They can relate to it, you know, and you put a brand new graphic on it from an artist and they're like, what is that? Uh, yeah, cool. You know what I mean? Crazy. Is, there, is there anything that you're not very good at that you'd like to get better at? Uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm okay at playing guitar, but I'd like to get better at it. Are you the type, I mean, are you well, good enough? Like you could just bust it out around the campfire though. And, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I can jam. Are you superstitious at all? Yeah. Like uh, I, I, I guess when I went home hunting, I could like feel energy in different homes where like i felt like someone actually it was a home that i felt i went into that i was like it was like there's like a ghost or something in here like someone died here then i i told ruthie to find out and someone did die in that home oh does that bother would that affect your decision on buying i would buy a house that someone passed away and now i wouldn't do that well we just bought one behind here and she she just died in the mattress right now <laughs> yeah yeah i, I went and stay at the queen mary and in uh long beach and that's like a very haunted ship and i left at like two in the morning i was over it i was like i can't even be in this thing so you're not into ghosts no but i do like halloween well do you like horror movies i know you don't like movies at all but i, I, I just like going to haunted houses yeah, yeah. i just like the entertainment of it do you dress up do you like to do the whole dress up too yeah some years i dress up like i think one year i was like ghostbusters another year i was like austin powers i'm not like over the top like we have to dress up it's halloween but everyone's dressing up and there's a party to go dude let's let's have some fun let's dress up after having a few drinks <laughs> yeah. well yeah that's that's always helpful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you know any corny jokes uh i don't know i just remember in school like the yo mama so fat <laughs> jokes <laughs> all those i have one you want to hear you want to hear my corny joke it's my favorite it's a knock knock joke oh yeah but you have to start it knock knock who's there <laughs> Who's I don't there? know why that's so funny to me, but <laughs> so dumb. I don't know why it's like my favorite thing in the world. What's your go-to trick when you're when you're out riding? Like, what's the trick that you want you'll want to throw down? Front side flips. Yeah, 
Is that something you'll, you'll land 99.9% of the time? I think I can frontside flip better than any other trick. Yeah. Better than kick flip, better than tray flip, better than. Is that something that you will do like right out the gates just to get. Yeah. Right out the gates. Yeah. Sometimes, let's try like down a 12 stair. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Sometimes before even ollie, like maybe I'll ollie it and just go boom, frontside flip right off the bat. Yeah. No warm up, nothing. <laughs> do you stretch or anything before you're going to go out for a day riding? I do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little older. <laughs> a little bit older. Yeah. Definitely stretching now. And if I don't, like I've definitely pulled my groin and have, and I actually, my legs gave out one year, probably three years ago at Tampa because I didn't hydrate myself enough. Oh yeah. It was so hot there. I've never even had that problem either. It's like my legs start shaking. I swear my legs gave out. Like it had, they had to get me like bananas and like Gatorade and like, how, how, like I've never had that happen my whole life. I've been skateboarding 20 some years, never had this happen. And then it happened to me. So that, that is a real thing. You gotta, gotta hydrate your body and more than just water. It's gotta be more than just water. Yeah. Are you into concerts and stuff? Yeah. yeah. I like going to shows. Yeah. What was your first show that you ever went to? I think it was uh, Aerosmith back in Wisconsin. It was, it was at the uh, Marcus Amphitheater. How, how did you get there? My, my mom and dad love Aerosmith and they probably, they love Aerosmith. They love Cheap Trick. They love Tom Petty. They love all those kind of kiss. Was that playing in the house all the time? Yeah. Oh yeah. They don't even know about new music. They just listen to the old shit. <laughs> well, that's the best music anyways. All the new shit's kind of garbage anyways. Really, so. It's true. It's true. But I do, I have learned, you do have to start to trying out new things <laughs> yeah i guess that rhino's looking pretty dope man thank you um yeah i, I gotta do a whole bunch of shading and and highlighting i know i won't be able to finish it before the 45 minutes are up because we got about five minutes but um i, I you know I'll, I'll get it looking real good for you um before i send it to you where do you vacation at i'll go up to like mammoth that's a vacation for me we I, actually you know we did go to Cabo um about four months ago that was fun. It was like an all-inclusive trip. You know, I've traveled so much. I'm on my third passport. So like everywhere I've been was because of skateboarding, Japan, China, Europe, all throughout Europe, Brazil. Where's your favorite place outside of the U.S.? Australia, oh. I would say. I just like the people there. Super friendly. Dubai was cool. I went to Dubai twice. Dubai's pretty fun. But I guess I, I've traveled so much in my life through skateboarding that I, I, I like to go to places that I'm not even skateboarding anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean? like I like to go to uh, the mountains. It's like that fresh air, and you're just doing something different. Do you camp? Like, will you go camping? Do yeah, hell yeah. Up a tent and stuff. You yeah. like that? I grew up in the Midwest, so camping's like huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah, camping is good. Camping and fishing and like all that kind of thing is is um, right up my alley. I just don't do it as much out here. I feel like I feel like that's a very like Midwest thing that I when I go back home, we'll go camping, we'll go fishing, and um, and all that good stuff. You know. Other than um, houses, do you have uh, any other abnormal collections? <laughs> yeah, it's not like I, I I don't have like baseball cards or anything like that. Right. You know what I mean? Um, actually, art. I do have some art in my house. I do like collecting art. I wish I had more art in my house, but I have some cool pieces that I really like. Skateboard decks, actually skateboard decks, which that's art too. So, Do you keep one of your decks at least, every deck that you've had, one of your own? Oh yeah. Where yeah. do they, st- where do you, where do they? I just have a stack of them. <laughs> stack of them. There's a, some of them I hang, but not, I don't have skateboards hanging all around my house. You know what I mean? But the ones that are hanging are the ones that happened, like a significant moment happened while you're riding it. The ones that I have hanging are just like my favorite graphics. Okay. okay. Who was your uh, favorite skater when you were growing up? 
Tom Penny, Andrew Reynolds, Chad Muska, and Jamie Thomas. I'm just assuming you've maybe rode with uh, some of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I skated with all of them. Yeah. I, think my, I think I was most starstruck by Tom Penny, though. He was in Europe, and he was skating the, the bowl in Copenhagen. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. I got a photo with him and stuff. It's pretty dope. Let me ask you this. All across the world, what skate shops have uh, shown you the, the, the most love? Uh, they all do. I mean, they all carry our decks and stuff. So like, there's not just one that's better than the, yeah. the rest, but I, I, I always just give mad props to like phase two and sky high, like the shops back in my hometown that, that definitely helped me out when I was a young kid and got me those boards to keep me going when I didn't have any money and my parents weren't like super wealthy or anything, but right. you know, they got me boards when I needed them, but it wasn't like when I got free skateboards, that definitely was cool and helped out. You know, when you're out riding, will you stop by shops and just do like a drop in at a shop yeah. or something? Yeah. Cause I, I, I have to do that motorcycle shops. Yeah. That's awesome. I just have this fear that skateboard shops are going to go away and I just, I, it would just really bum me out. There's that time. Yeah. I know. Really bum me out. You know, like all the brick and mortar places are going away. Everything's done online now and like Amazon and it's kind of sad to be honest. Yeah. And the only way really to keep shops going is yeah, like, you know, I'm just, ha- I'm happy to hear that like you'll drop in at a shop because that, that yeah. I mean, that's really kind of how you Especially can- the mom and pop shops. The, small yeah. the zoomies. Okay. Go with the mall or whatever, but no, yeah. those ones are kind of, yeah. I mean, they support us skateboarding and you know, they, they buy a lot of decks. So that that's cool. But so the time went up, I will get this thing finished up. Let me, before we go, let me get throw uh, just a, maybe a, a couple more questions at you. Oh shit. I was going to ask, I forgot I, it was on my mind. And then I totally forgot what I was going to ask you. Well, yeah. what was your, what was your first job? Uh, I've only had one job my whole life. I was a paper boy. <laughs> I was like 13 or 14 years old. I think I was 14. Cause they let you be a paper boy at 14. Did you like that? I mean, Dude, it was tough. <laughs> a little like 14 year old, they carry this big bag full of papers. Yeah. It was heavy. Did you ride a bike or did you walk? Um, I think the first time I walked and I realized this is not how you do this. <laughs> and I think I got like uh, some kind of like wagon thing that I wheeled and put the papers in. You know what I mean? Was it a morning paper? It was, it was a smaller paper company, but, um, I think we had till 2 p.m. to deliver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I, I used to do a, a paper route with a friend, but the paper had to be, it was a morning paper, a Sunday morning paper. So we were out at like three in the morning. It was awful. This is like those small papers, like not like the journal Sentinel or something. Right. Like one of those like small ones that go in the plastic bag. And you had to it come in a bundle. Actually, you had to put each one in the plastic bag. So you had to do that first. <laughs> then you put them in the, in the wag and then you deliver. So it was like a process, like five cents of paper. They need to, you need to start hooking kids up a little bit higher. Yeah, no kidding. Pay <laughs> that shit was a lot of work. I get a paycheck for like 75 bucks, man. I like, <laughs> dude, sweating hours of work for 75 bucks. Then I realized I was like, I ain't cut out for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if that's your only job, man. Yeah, I'm going to figure out how I can make skateboarding uh, somehow to make some money doing what I actually really do love. You know, you pulled it off. You're one of the lucky ones. Well, so the the one the final big question: Do we have free will? Yeah, we do have free will. Awesome. We do have free will. <laughs> if you believe, you will achieve. That's right. You have to believe, and you have to strongly believe, and you have to break down the points in your life to get to where you want to go. Nothing happens overnight. 
and it takes steps to get to where you want to go. And once you understand that, and you got to take small steps every single day to get to where you want to be in life and achieve your goals. Once you understand how to do that and visualize where exactly you want to go and what you want to be, and also be open-minded to want to adapt that certain things that you think is the right step, you might have to adjust to get to that next step. That's when you can uh, really become who you want to be and do what you love and even make a living doing what you love. And there you hear it, folks. This is coming out of Greg's mouth. Like you just go look at his background and it's proof you want to take the, that advice from this man because <laughs> you're super successful. You're super inspiring too, by the way. While you were talking about the thing with K-Swiss giving you that advantage, you know, I was thinking you still did all of the work first because they wouldn't even have wanted to do anything with you had you have not already reached some sort of achievement. So I still work just as hard, if not harder now than when I was, you know, younger and had that big case with steel and, and some of these huge corporate deals back then I, I worked just as hard. I've always worked hard. Yeah. I think since I was 16, since no 15, when I quit being the paper boy and I wanted to skate for a living, I was always, sending out videos, reaching out to companies, trying to figure out how I could make it in skateboarding, trying to make connections and, and get to the right people to get to the right places to, to be able to really make this dream a reality. If you want something, you got to work for it. And you got to go get it. Yeah, you got to go get it. Nothing's going to come to you. Right. <laughs> nobody's going to come knocking on your door. I'm telling you that right now. Nobody's going to come knocking on your door. If, if you want something, you have to go get where it. Do you, where do you, I don't, not to play psychiatrist here, but what do you attribute that, that drive to? That not everyone has that. It's not like a, just a trait that people have. I've, 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 I've had it my whole life, but I progressed it. I progressed on it as I got older and I actually went to a hypnotist. I got hypnotized uh, for success by the great Dr. George Pratt, who I found out from Rob Deerdick and he's in San Diego. Um, and, and it worked for you. Yeah, because it, it's, it's not just this, okay, you're hypnotized for success, go in the real world, you're going to be okay. It's um, believing that you are going to be something before you are that person. So kind of using your, your subconscious mind and visualizing and believing that, okay, cool, I'm going to be this person in this amount of time and this are the steps that I'm going to take to get there. You know, the the book and the movie, The Secret, I don't know if you've seen that, but that's a really good movie that you should probably check out on Netflix. It's called The Secret. That, that really helps out um, understanding exactly what I'm talking about. And when you use these kind of methods in life, you can pretty much have whatever you want. Yeah, that's all. Do you, do you do that visualization too when you're skateboarding? Like you'll visualize yourself landing something that's, yeah. I, do. I tell myself I'm going to do it this one. Yeah. I, I visualize and I, 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 I meditate a lot. My sauna, I, I got a sauna right here that I go in and I put in like different kind of like relaxing kind of meditation music. And I visualize exactly where I want to go. And, and then I break down the steps to get to where I want to go every day of my life. Like I, I literally wake up and work from eight in the morning till 11 at night and I enjoy it. Yeah. That's the, that's the trick. No, yeah. You're the proof is in the pudding. You're like a perfect guest for my show because the show really is about people that are inspiring and people that have reached what they've wanted to reach. So I'm really grateful to you for being on, on our show. I'm bummed that I wasn't able to completely finish this, but when I was coming up with it, it looks awesome, man. I knew I wasn't going to be able to pull it off in 45. And, And for the people out there, they're like, why a rhino? A rhino cannot go backwards. It cannot, it can't walk backwards. It, and in life, you're always 
constantly moving forward. And that's why the rhino is one of my favorite animals is because that's how I feel like life is. You just can't go backwards. You can't doubt yourself or, or what is it? Not doubt yourself, but like look back and say, Oh, I wish I could have done or should have done this. You got to move forward at all times and keep yeah. moving forward. And that's what a rhino does. It keeps moving forward. And that horn is badass too. I mean, look at it. Look at that horn. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you picked it too. Cause I love rhinos as well. I love drawing rhinos, but I really love them. Um, again, I, I really am thankful that you were willing to put some time aside to, to sit with us. It was awesome. Yeah, This is killer. I'm really excited that, uh, came on the show. And then when we launch our podcast series, which we're working on right now, as the viewers can see the logo and we're here in the studio and we're messing around with different equipment and uh, having fun doing it. I look forward to hearing that. What you And you don't have any sort of particular launch date of when you guys are going to... We're going to film probably like, I want to say like eight episodes before we launch. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to try to get one out every week. Yeah. That'd be the goal. Um, you know, we don't have any sponsors or anything like sure. that. We're doing it for fun. Yeah. 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 Same with same share, with me. Yeah. And to share cool stories. So it's more of a passion project of, than anything. And, and it's something that's really cool. And I'm excited to talk to other people and hear their story, just kind of how you heard mine. Yeah. Cause you could take from that. That's what I get. That's what I gathered from, you know, from doing this, like I've learned so much. I've, I've been doing the show for um, like six months now or something. not even, maybe not that long, but what, like you just learn so much and it just improves. It makes your life better. Um, it makes, you know, having a, a knowledge is something I've always wanted Growing up, I wanted to just gather as much knowledge as possible. And you can really only gather knowledge from people that have had experiences. So yeah. What, before we go, is there anything to promote? Anything, uh, where should people be checking out what you're up to? I don't really, if you really have anything that I want to promote, I just want to thank you for having me on the show and thank you for um, doing this awesome drawing that's really creative and really cool. And I love that you tied in my favorite animal and skateboarding and my my signature pipe and what looks to be the top of my bike which is yeah and that's your bike that's so unbelievable this is really cool man i'm glad i can um share some stories and hope i can inspire some other people by when they listen to this podcast and if anyone ever has questions they can reach out to me directly on instagram and and you know i'm pretty decent with responding and respond time you worry man Uh, i try to i try to be (laughs) so um, yeah it's incredibly generous of you man Thank you again for having me on the show and um, I'll let you know when we launch our podcast and we'll have to bring you on and, and uh, share more stories. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Cheers, man. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day today. All right, guys. All right. Peace. Bye. All right. Well, Greg, thank you again for joining me on DOD 45. I look forward to checking out your podcast when it launches. The next time I'm in Cali, I'll be sure to stop by Sessions Deli for a bite. Uh, Not only are your skills on a board just straight brain busting, but so are your money management skills. I'm genuinely impressed with your professionalism and your work ethic. Uh, Everybody go head over to Greg's Instagram to see what he's up to. He's real active on there and always posts the goods. And swing by your local skate shop to look for his signature skate decks and also um, good living clothing. If you'd like to find out more about me and my art, head over to artbytai.com. That's art by T-A-I. And there's this new thing out. I think it's new. Uh, Maybe not. It's called Twitter. There's an at art by Ty there. Don't follow it or anything. Just look to see if it exists. (laughs) As always, you can find any necessary links and info in the notes. That's it for now. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.
Thoughts in my head that take place in my bed And I don't have to lie